This weekend, the NASCAR Cup Series heads back to Martinsville, Virginia, to the Martinsville Speedway. One for a famous Martinsville hot dog, with two to compete in the NOCO 400 at Martinsville, the ninth race of the NASCAR Cup Series season. Who's going to run up front? Who do I think is going to win the pole and the race? And who on earth is leading the point standings going into race 9 of 36 on the season? We're going to preview all that and more. It's Below the Yellow Line, pre-race preview podcast. Coming up next. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, podcast where me and my co-host Emily ramble about NASCAR hours every week, three days a week and hope that somebody listens. I am one of your co-hosts, Samuel Stubbs. Emily can't be with us for this episode. She'll be back with us Monday night when we break down all things Martinsville. But today, short little preview episode. It's Cup Preview Friday for me. Uh, if you head over to the Spotter Stand YouTube page, which you should definitely do if you're watching this on the Spotter Stand YouTube page, you're already there. But just go to YouTube, search in the space spotter apostrophe S stand, and you'll see my beautiful face. And uh, we cover all three NASCAR series. We cover news, uh, all news for NASCAR, gaming news, on-track news, off-track news, um, and, of course, pre- and post-race shows for all three series uh, each and every week that they're all racing. So, going to Martinsville this week, going back to the paperclip, anybody that's going, well, first of all, I urge you to try a Martinsville hot dog. Um, the first Martinsville hot dog I ever eat will be the best hot dog I ever eat, and I'm not even a big fan of hot dogs. I'm not sure why those things have been on my mind all week, but they have. They were very prevalent in Wednesday's show as well, but, um, happy Friday to all of you for listening to this on Friday, for listening to this on Saturday. Happy Saturday for listening to this 10 years in the future on a Monday. Well, I apologize that it's 10 years and we still haven't figured out a way to eliminate Mondays yet, because uh, they're usually not very fun. Unfortunately, we might have to run this race on a Monday. I really hope that we don't. We're going to talk about that in a few minutes. I really hope that we don't, but it is slightly possible that we may have to run this race on Monday. It's slightly possible. I think there's going to be a window on Sunday where we can definitely get it in. Martinsville having lights definitely helps, um, but right now it's showing rain, some rain showers. Well, today, Friday, hopefully we can get the truck race in tonight and then Sunday as well, but Monday looks clear. Saturday looks clear, so Xfinity race should go off without a hitch, and uh, the cup race if it has to be run on Monday, they can run it on Monday with no problems. It's still Friday. We're still two days out, obviously, from, from knowing what the weather will be in real time, Martinsville Speedway. But um, it's looking a little iffy right now. So just want to let you all know this race very well may be run on Monday. Hopefully not. Hopefully we can get it in Sunday. Um, before we talk about the weather and everything, though, in a little bit more detail, we are going to talk about a subject that's unfortunate, uh, but obviously something we have to talk about, Cody Ware. 
Um, he was arrested on uh, Monday, April 10th, so four days ago, um, for assault, for strangulation. Um, not cool, obviously. His brother Carson was arrested, I think, last year. Um, but he was um, obviously suspended by Record Racing, which, yes, if you haven't noticed the name, coincidence, his dad is the owner of that team. Um, and he was indefinitely suspended from NASCAR. His bond was set at $3,000, which seems like a really low amount for a crime like the one that he allegedly committed, again, innocent until proven guilty. That's the American justice system, but, um, you know, we'll see. Um, he was released, so he is, he is out, but uh, Matt Crafton drove the car, and, and I've heard some other people say this, but it was kind of odd that they did take his name off the car when it was announced that he would not be running the race at Bristol due to a personal matter. We were like, okay, you know, praying for you, hope everything's okay. And then when they took the name off the car, I was like, oh, well, they kept Kurt Busch's name on the car last year. They kept Bowman's name on the windshield last year, and they did the same with Chase Elliott this year. So, what's the scenario here? Is it a new protocol? No, nope. it was just because Cody Ware had committed a crime, or allegedly committed, oh, allegedly committed a crime, apparently. So, uh, we'll see on that. Um, but and definitely suspend. It's going to be a while before he's back in that car. I wouldn't be surprised at all if he doesn't race again this year. And if the allegations are true, good. Uh, Zane Smith is going to be filling in, though, Truck Series champion. He's currently my favorite truck driver. I think once Ty Gibbs got, once Gibbs and Gregson got out of Xfinity, he's kind of taken over as, like, the number one prospect in the lower series. And I think he should have his uh, sights set on the higher on the higher future. Now, Front Row Motorsports currently does not have an Xfinity, an Xfinity Series team. That's who he's driving for in trucks. Won him a truck championship last year. Got to the championship for also in 2020 and 2021. Was second two years in a row. He very well could be a three-time truck champ at this point. Um, hasn't run any Xfinity races yet, but he made a couple of cup starts uh, last year. Or No, he only made one last year. Filled in for Busher last year. Ran the Daytona 500 this year. This is going to be his third career cup, or fourth career cup start because he also rent phoenix but front row uh taking todd gilland out of the car for a few races out of the 38 putting him in a rick ware car so uh zane smith can get cup experience and i don't think zane really should be focused on xfinity um maybe he get a ride i mean ford doesn't have that much representation he is kind of tied down to ford they don't have much representation in the xfinity series uh, but this is an opportunity for him to kind of show what he can do now it is rick ware equipment we shouldn't expect anything more than 30th from him especially in this race but he has cup experience next gen experience so that that's going to be very valuable for him especially going to a really tough track like Martinsville where obviously he has not run a cup race before um, but I think the truck race obviously since he's running for the truck championship very important he wants to win his third race of the year tonight wants to uh, gather some more playoff points and just points in general have a good night and see if he can beat out cup stars Ross Chastain and Kyle Busch but you know just more track time and then practice qualifying are huge for him tomorrow as well which we should get those in because the weather seems good tomorrow on Saturday um, let's take a look at the uh, weekend schedule. Had the itinerary kind of matched around there. Let's take a look at the schedule for the NASCAR Cup Series this weekend. No track activity for them today. Um, they're doing everything tomorrow. So practice, uh, about 40 minutes of practice which is more than I, I thought they would give them. Unfortunately, it's on FS2 due to FS1 afternoon baseball. I love the MLB, but still unfortunate. The practice and qualifying are going to just going to be so down in, in viewership. Um, it's on FS2, MRN, Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio at 4.30 Eastern. That's practice, qualifying 5.20 Eastern, also on FS2, MRN, and Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. Uh, second race of the year that's on cable. 
So should see a few less commercials. The race is at 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox Sports 1, MRN, and Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. That is for Sunday. So if we do have to race Monday, I assume something more like a noon Eastern, 11 Central start. Um, I would that that's what they've done in the past. They've run these races at around noon Eastern, one Eastern, something like that, um, midday, which. I don't know why I just don't start all of them like that. I get you you need to have West Coast viewership, but still, man, things would just be so much simpler. Um, but yeah, that's that's the temporary schedule for now. So let's actually look at the weather here. Um, let's see how long it takes me to do this. Because I'm not one of those people that has like a, a, uh, like a premium subscription to the Weather Channel. Um, so I'm going to try to see how far I can see hourly weather. Um, from Martinsville on Sunday. So again, today it's looking a little iffy. Um, maybe some thunderstorms, some showers, um, and even a marginal risk of severe weather today, uh, and maybe even some wind and small hail today on Friday. Um, Saturday, we're looking really good. Highest rain chance we have is around 24%. That's early in the morning on Saturday. Sunday, however, um, we're looking good in the morning. That's as far as it lets me go, unfortunately. Um, let me go to the 10-day forecast, see if they have any information there. So uh, I was looking on AccuWeather earlier, and it said there may be a delay in the race, which is cool that they know there's a race there this weekend. They know there's a track there. Uh, let's see, Sunday, this says PM Thunderstorms, which obviously we're running this race at 3 Eastern. That's local time there, so um, eh, that's not going to be great. Um, partly cloudy early, maybe some scattered thunderstorms developing in the afternoon, maybe some strong winds, 40, only a 40% chance of rain, and only a 40% chance of rain that night. So it doesn't seem like rain is the main issue, just maybe a few lightning strikes that may delay things. Um, again, hopefully we can, we can get this race in on time. Um, 75% humidity though, um... That, 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 yeah, that's a weather maker for sure. And then Monday, we're looking really good. Only a 3% chance of rain. It's as high as it gets. High as 67. So it wouldn't be as warm as if we did it on, as if we raced on Sunday. Humidity's down around 43%. Um, and yeah, I mean, no chances to do the weather. Gonna be a little windy, 13 mile an hour winds on Monday. So that, again, I'm not saying we're gonna run this race on Monday. I'm not saying this, we're gonna run this race on Sunday though either. Um, again, hopefully we get it in Sunday. Scheduled time, that'd be great. Um, but if we do have to race Monday, the weather is looking really good. But it won't be as slick on Monday if we do have to go Monday. Let's look at the TV schedule just to see when, let's see, pre-race shows and all that stuff are for Sunday. Um, should be an hour show at least for the cup race, right? Yeah. Yeah, two, one hour show is 2 p.m. Eastern is race day on FS1 on Sunday. MRN also with a one hour pre-race show. 2 p.m. Eastern, you can tune into MRN. Um, and they will have that show all up. So now, let's take a look at the standings. Then I'll make my poll and win pick for Martinsville. Emily's going to be on the YouTube pre-race show tonight on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. So go over there, migrate over there. And hear Emily's take on Martinsville this weekend, race 9 of the season. So Christopher Bell, uh, with a really strong performance at Bristol Dirt, with help from Ross Chastain, A, winning the race, but B, Chastain having a terrible day, finishing 28th, uh, retakes the regular, er, sorry, takes the regular season points lead. Like Alex Bowman earlier in the season, it is the first time he has ever led the NASCAR Cup Series points, whether it be playoff or regular season standing. So that's, that's good for Bell, good for him. 
He is 13 ahead of Chastain, then it's Harvick, Larson, Reddick. That's the top five in the regular season. The top 10 in the regular season are only separated by 70, and actually the top 11, because that's where Bowman is as well, with his uh, the big 60-point penalty. But there is no longer, with Bowman's penalty and Chastain's bad day, there are no longer any drivers um, in the either the Cup or Xfinity Series, plus triple digits for points. I believe, wait, am I right? Let me check the Xfinity Series. Herbst isn't in the triple digits to the good, is he? No. Okay, there's nobody. Um, there is Ty Majeski in the Truck Series, plus 111, but that is interesting. Nine races in for the Cup Series, you would have thought there'd be somebody already, but the Truck Series, which has run the least races at seven so far, is the only one without. Um, Chastain is plus 86, so Bell, Larson, Reddick, Bush, Logano, Stenhouse, Byron. Those are seven winners through eight races. Byron is the only driver to win multiple races this year. Those guys are all locked into the playoffs right now. Um, Chastain, plus 86. He's the first guy in on points. How about Kevin Harvick, the closure? Wanting to close out his career in a big way. He's plus 73. Really consistent early on. Martin Truex, plus 50. Brad Keselowski, plus 34. Blaney and Bowman, each plus 29. Hanlon, only plus 21. Um, getting his 25 points back after that Phoenix penalty would have been huge. Cindric somehow, plus 11. Busher, the last guy in right now, plus 1. Minus 1, Michael McDowell, first guy out. How about Ty Gibbs? Four straight top 10s, and he's now only 9 points out of the playoff picture. 13 out of Suarez. Briscoe is 20 back. 21 back is LaJoy. 26 back is Austin Dillon. 37 back, Todd Gilland. 40 back is Bubba. Th uh, 49 back is Almondinger. Eric Jones, 55 back. 75 back is Ryan Priest. 82 back. Uh, sorry, 77 back is Harrison Burton. 82 back is Eric Almarola. 92 back, that is Noah Gregson. 122 back, Justin Haley. Uh, Ty Dillon, 130 points back. Those are all the guys that are run full-time. And Chase Elliott coming back, so the top 30 rule being eliminated. Uh, he is 232 points back right now of the leader. So he only has 49 points. So he, back to the cut line, he is 134. Four points out. So it's going to take a lot for him to point his way. It's mathematically possible, sure, but uh, only 17 races is going to be really hard to point his way in the playoffs. So winning would be obviously his easiest path to do so. And I think he will. I don't think it'll be this weekend. I don't think you should expect a lot from Chase Elliott this weekend, first race back. But who knows? He could go out there and win. It only took Kyle Busch four races, four or five races to go out there and win. So I think that's about the timeline uh, we'll see Chase Elliott have on that. Um. If you do want to get like in-depth analysis of the previous race at Martinsville, not the spring race from last year, but the fall race, uh, go watch Stat Tracking on the Spider Chain YouTube channel from earlier in the week. Uh, one thing to note: it will be significantly warmer either Monday, or, or sorry, either Sunday or Monday, whichever day we run this race on, will be significantly warmer than last year. Now, last year was a night race; this is a day race, either way. Um, but still, going to be a lot warmer so we should have better race these guys should be sliding around a lot more rubber should get put down on the racetrack which should lead to better racing now time for my poll and win pick i made these picks on wednesday as well as we always do on the combo show and i'll do i'll do it again in the pre-race show tonight on youtube but i'm going to pick kyle larson to win the poll and denny hamlin to win the race me and emily actually had the exact same pick at least we did wednesday we'll see on the youtube pre-race show if we still do or not um but I'm going to pick Larson to win the poll. He's not great at Martinsville, but I just think the raw speed in that five is going to show. But I think Hamlin gets his first win. I think he's fueled by losing his appeal. Um, I think that 
I mean, he's always been good at Martinsville. Home track, that's got to give him a little bit of a boost. He does not have a win there, though, since 2015 in the spring. All five of his Martinsville wins uh, came before 20, came either during or before the 2015 season. 2015 spring, he beat out Brad Keselowski to win there. Um, last time I dri- last time he came to Martinsville was Christopher Bell, another JGR driver who won here in the spring last year. It was William Byron, who looked dominant early on last year, looks dominant early on this year, just hasn't really found the consistency. So Byron getting back to victory lane would be huge after a rough last couple races. Um, but I think Hamlin winning, especially since they just haven't been really on it this year. He hasn't seemed like Denny Hamlin. And he didn't seem like Denny Hamlin at this point in the year last year. But that Richmond win started turning things around. I think a win here this weekend at Martinsville would, would do the same and kind of turn his season around. So I think that's all we got, guys. Uh, if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, share. If you're on another podcast platform, rate us, follow us, share us. Um, and we should have posted this episode out Monday night. Like I said, YouTube coverage on the Spotter Stand YouTube page. That's the space Spotter apostrophe S space Stand on YouTube. Or you can just Google that. You'll go to our YouTube channel. Um, thanks for listening, watching. Post race uh, shows and pre race shows and or post race shows now. Uh, cut pre race show out tonight and then post race shows all weekend long covering all things Martinsville. Xfinity poster shows are going to be a little rocky on whether that actually gets released Saturday night. Hopefully it will, but won't be in my normal spot then. Um, but yeah, ought to be a really fun weekend. Going back to the paperclip. So thank you all for listening. Post race podcast Monday, and then combo on Wednesday, and then preview on Friday. We're going to my favorite track, Talladega, next weekend um, for race number 10. But first, Martinsville going from the smallest track to the biggest oval on the circuit. Thank you all for listening. I'm Sam with Subs from the Spartan YouTube page and the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Emily will be back on Monday. Thank you all for listening, watching, whatever you're doing. God bless. Peace out. Bye. And I'll catch you next time.